This is Here in Alabama. I'm Beth McGinnis. Well, actually, this is not Here in Alabama. Ever since I started working on Here in Alabama, I've wondered when might be the right time to explore some vernacular music outside Alabama. Not Here in Alabama, but just here. Well, the time has come. With this episode, I want to introduce you to opera singer Cameron Rodrick, who grew up in South Louisiana. Cameron recently interviewed her father Shane about Cajun music. I hope you'll enjoy their conversation, and I hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Here along the way. Hi everyone. Um, as you all know, my name is Cameron Rodrick, and today I'm here with my dad, Shane Rodrick. Hello. Um, my name is Shane, like Cameron said. I'm 55 born and raised on the bayous of uh, South Louisiana and Thibodeau. And I'm a, a mechanical specialist for a natural gas pipeline company, Boardwalk Pipeline, which is not far from my house. We are a mainline transmission company. So I make sure the compressor station stays running and uh, everything runs smooth. Um, that's great. Uh, our goal today is to shed some light on the history and performance practices of Cajun music. Dad, what would you say is your personal connection to Cajun music? My great-grandfather uh, was born in the late 1890s. He played uh, the accordion, which you know is famously known around Opelousas in South Louisiana as a squeeze box, which is really high-profile in Zotico music, but it's also in swamp pop music. And he played that in the fiddle, which everybody else calls a violin. But on the South Louisiana, we call it a fiddle. And uh, he played that all his life, and he died at almost 100 years old, so I got to know him over 20 years. So uh, it, was, it ran in my family, and they played music, you know, mixture of variety and swamp pop and country music from, like, Hank Williams Sr. Hmm. to all the old-timers, you know, Bill Monroe and all that kind of stuff, down to Merle Haggard and uh, Waylon Jennings and stuff. So it's been in my family for generations since the 40s, so that's where I learned it from, and my, my family's association with it. My mama used to sing in my grandpa's band. Oh, wow. Um, can you tell me a little more about that band? It was called uh, the Bayou Ramblers, and they just played local places. Uh, everybody calls them juke joints, you know, in the 50s and 60s, till he, till he passed away in, uh, in 73. You know, his daddy lived till 90-something. He died at 43, my grandpa. So they played just different honky-tonks and stuff, you know, all around the area within, I guess, a 50-mile radius. They couldn't travel too far because they all had families and mm. wherever they could make money. And they didn't do this for a living. This was sideline after they would finish their work all week. And um, then they would do this on Friday and Saturday nights. So it was, it was they stayed busy mm. doing that. Okay. Um, where would you say that this music um, originated from? This music originated from um, the exiles, the Acadian, the Acadian uh, French people exiled out of Europe and got exiled to Nova Scotia because they wouldn't bow down to the king. And then they got exiled from Nova Scotia because um, France, lost the, France lost the war with Britain, so Britain took over, England took over Canada. So they got exiled to South Louisiana which the strange thing is a lot of families got separated because what they would do is they would get a big barn and um, they would lock all the husbands up inside and they would ship away all of the wives and the children to different places and the husbands would never know where to find them at where they were going. Mm -hmm. And then they would let the husbands go. Sometimes they would just, you know, kill them. 
Wow. You know, to get rid of, to try and end the, you know, the, the culture. But it came from, the music came from, and when they settled in Louisiana, they started blending with the Creoles as far as music and food. Mm. So, but it, it came from like folk music from Europe and uh, we call it, you know, from Acadiana, or we call it Acadie in French. And, um, but they blended with the Creoles between the music, you know, the Caribbean music and early country music and, and just folk music and, you know, learning about a different place, learning about each other. And how to how to live together on the, on the bayous of uh, South Louisiana. Hmm. So I know that there's a couple of different kinds of Cajun music. Um, you'd say that they're probably the main ones or the big categories are swamp pop, zydeco, and some traditional Cajun folk songs. Correct. Um, Cajun French. What yeah. is, in your opinion, the best way to describe the three different kind of sounds of those three different genres? Uh the zydeco is, 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 it really highlights the accordion in the music, and it's kind of like a faster type music. Swamp pop originated from like the, um, from like say the, the early bubblegum music from the fifties, the rock and roll at that time, mm. and you know it kind of evolved from that to what it is today, which they kind of uh, not really mainstream, not really mainstreaming with the same music as like pop music and you know today's pop country and stuff like that but it's it's more upbeat and tempo and stuff and you still have some slow songs and the mm. the, the french music hasn't changed much in decades you know mm. it's still cajun french a lot of heavy accordion and fiddle and uh, harmonicas and a lot of, all of them have a lot of horns and saxophones and trumpets you know and stuff like that so mm. they have those still in the band but the C- cajun french music is probably still the same one you know basically that has been over decades and decades Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> where do you think that people would kind of listen to the different styles? If there was a place to listen to different ones? Uh, local ballrooms. You know, they don't really have too many dance halls anymore because that died out in the 70s. Mm. But they used to have like a big bunch of dance halls and every little town and village and community had one. And like Friday and Saturday, it would be packed. And all it would be was just bands and all the little kids played outside. And, you know, outside, basically like a big tent. Some of them had nice buildings. But none of them had air conditioning. We didn't have air conditioning until I was a, almost a teenager. Hmm. You know, we had attic fans and stuff and, and window fans. But uh, everybody would gather together, and bands would just come and show up, and uh, they would play. People would dance at Jitty Bug. You know, and uh, like we call it belly rubbing music, which is like just slow music when the man and woman <laughs> just dancing real close to each other. But that's what they hmm. call it, belly rubbing music down here. Okay. Uh, so that, that's – and now it's just, you know, it's mainstream just in ballrooms now. And uh, – and they still have a lot of uh, firemen's fairs because I don't know if y'all are familiar, but the the firemen in South Louisiana are all volunteer. None of them get paid a dime. Mm. So every all the money they make to support their fire departments and buy equipment and buy training, pay for training and stuff, all comes. They have these fairs, and it's called the firemen's fairs. Every town has one, and they they sign up bands and some play for free. Some of them have to pay, but they sell hamburgers and hot dogs and sauce pecans and jambalayas and. It's kind of like a big fair door, like a big dance festival. You know, they'd have rides. They'd bring in the fair company. They'd bring in all kind of rides, the Ferris wheel and all that, the merry-go-rounds and all that. Mm, so that's how they make their money every year. And what does fair door mean? Fair door is like a big, a big part of the dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you invite everybody's invited. Nobody's outcast. Everybody's invited. Whoever you are, just come. And uh, it's just a big throwdown. Sometimes they they'll uh, cook a hog. We call it boucherie. And um, they'll make hoghead cheese. They'll ball the hog down and, and scrape the meat off the hog's head. And we, they really don't do too much of that anymore, but not really down here. 
they're usually just Boston butts to make it. And uh, they'll make pork skins. They'll make grat- that's called gratons. Um, they make sausage, pork belly. Uh, they'll, they'll fry that up, which is really good. Mm. None of it's healthy at all, just to say. <laughs> um, but it's all really good. So food, would you say, is like really tied in with like these um, music kind of celebrations? Oh, definitely, definitely. And and that gave uh, the cooking part of it gave the people a reason to come bring music and just have a good time. You know, mm. like they say, come pass a good time. Yeah. Like les 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 bon temps roule, you know, let the good time roll. <laughs> all right. Um, so, who are some more popular musicians um, today? Today, in this generation, we have uh, Junior Lacrosse, Don Rich, who's basically the king of swamp pop right now. Mm. Um, we have Ryan Foray, Foray Tradition. We have Wayne Foray. We have Kenny Fife. We have Kenny Kane Glaze, which those guys are getting kind of older. But the younger generation, like Junior Lacrosse and Ryan Foray, are in their 20s and 30s. Mm. And the, the culture is really strong. You know, the... the Cajun French language, you know, speaking it isn't coming coming back as as good as I wish it would. Yeah. But they still sing a lot. Of, they'll start off a song in in uh, regular English and they'll switch over into Cajun French during the song and switch back to Cajun, switch back to English at the end of the song. Mm. So there's there's a lot of people that's still alive and well down here. Zodico music. You had Buckwheat Zodico who just passed away. He was probably the most famous one in the world about with it. But there's a lot of Zodico uh, players, most mainly around New Orleans and. Gretna and um, you know Norco and just just different more mainly closer mm-hmm. to New Orleans and maybe some around Cameron Parish and Opelousas and Bro Bridge, but it's mainly prevalent in uh, New Orleans streets in New Orleans around Bourbon Street and the French Quarter and stuff like that. Mm. So from a personal connection and standpoint, um, how does listening to like traditional Cajun music make you feel? Uh, it gives me a connection to the past. To my family and to Louisiana history, hmm. and it's just the songs make sense. Not like some of the music they have today that I don't really care for a lot of it. But um, <laughs> just it's just down to earth, and you know you could just picture people paddling a pirog through the swamps, which a pirog is what everybody else calls a canoe, hmm. but we call it a pirog on the bayou, and um, it just makes you think of the past. Yeah, and it gives you a happy feeling. You know the songs aren't that sad. You know, ninety nine percent of the songs are happy and. Talking about having a good time and family and religion, you know your uh, your beliefs and stuff, and it's just it's just real good music, mm. and every every song has a meaning. Yeah, it's not just nonsense. So to kind of wrap up our time today, um, what's something you'd want the listeners out there to know about Cajun people and our music? Um, the Cajun people are friendly. We hardworking, um, and if you ever get a chance to come down to Louisiana and go to a, a fair or a Couchon de Lake, which is a country fair that's that's not um it's not really affiliated with the sheriff with the uh, fire department because there used to be a lot of church fairs until the bishop stopped it in the mid eighties. But we used to have the Couchon de Lake, the Sauce Picot Festival, uh, the Raceland Farmers Fair. Um, we had all all kind of fairs like all through the South Louisiana Tri Parish area. We had um, we had fairs. Hmm. And all of that stopped, but they're trying to bring them back. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance to come down and enjoy some Cajun culture, you definitely have to listen to the music. You definitely have to listen to the food. Uh, come eat the food. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say too much swamp pop is in New Orleans. It's more Zodico and like jazz and blues and stuff. You have to get to the outskirts of New Orleans. Between New Orleans and Baton Rouge and the Bayou areas, 
towards Lafouche and Terrebonne Parish, there you're going to um, hear a lot of Cajun music, you know, mm. and especially like around Acadiana and Opelousas and uh, Brobridge and Lafayette and some, some around Cameron Parish too, you, you'll hear a lot of that too. Like they'll just have sit-ins mm. and they'll just, people will just come up there on stage with the instrument, start playing and other people will just join on stage with them. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, come down and uh, pass a good time. Pass a good time and uh, come eat the food and listen to the music. You won't regret it. And everybody's friendly down here. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's a pleasure being here. I hope y'all understood what I was talking about most of the time. I, I got a little accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and I just had one more thing to add. We love LSU down here. Go Tigers. I forgot to ask if Shane Roderick would spell Go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X. I'll have to check on that. Thanks to Cameron and Shane for teaching us about Cajun music. If you're interested, there's a transcript of their interview on my website, www.hereinalabama.com. That's H-E-A-R in Alabama dot com. I'm Beth McGinnis. Thanks for listening to Here.